The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And finally, make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. It's at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. There'll be an episode of the BetMUFC podcast dropping on Saturday looking at Manchester United's game at home to Brighton. Finally, follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. LockBetting.com is my premium pay service and it's also now a free podcast where you can get your Bundesliga season preview and a look at match day one in the Bundesliga. LockBetting.com has delivered 110 months in a row of transparent track profit, which means we are just 10 months away from being able to say I haven't had a single losing month in a decade. This is all transparent and tracked. You can see every single spreadsheet, including the spreadsheet for the month of July. All you need to do is look at the pinned tweet on the LockBetting Twitter account, which is at LockBetting.com. And you will see the pin tweet is the PL for the month of July. When you open that PL up, you can do your research for other months. Go down to the bottom of the page, you'll see little tags. They say things like soccer, tennis, NBA, etc. One of them says PL. Click the PL tab and you'll be able to see all the PLs for the previous months while you're doing your research. I recommend you look at the type of bets we do. Look at the stakes and you'll see they're very sensible stakes. No five unit, 10 unit plays, or 20 unit Maxwells. None of that nonsense. All sensible stakes for every one and most importantly look at the members comments down the bottom verifying in fact this service has genuinely delivered 110 months in a row of transparent track profit and we are undefeated for over nine years this is a great month to sign up because we're releasing all of our soccer futures they hit at 81 percent at the moment 
along with the tennis US Open starting at the end of the month. And of course, we have domestic soccer action now coming every single weekend, along with our NFL futures coming up as well. We look at the month of August as the start of the financial betting year, the calendar year, obviously January to January. We look at August to August because we release so many futures in this month. So as I said, if you want to be a part of the service, head over to lockbetting.com. If you want to get free podcasts from Lockbetting, then subscribe to the Lockbetting podcast for your Bundesliga preview. Moving on with the show, we are here to look at this season's fantasy Premier League competition. The Fantasy Premier League deadline is on Friday, so make sure that you get in in time for the Crystal Palace Arsenal game. And once again, the guys over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network are issuing a $500 cash prize to the winner. So it's free to enter. All you need to do is enter the SGPN Mini League. I'll be giving you the code at the end of the show. And once you enter, you can win $500 in cash for free just by entering and winning this competition. So we start by looking at the goalkeepers for this year's Fantasy Premier League. We can see that last season, Allison had the most points. He had 176 points. It was followed by Hugo Lloris, who had 158 with Edison clocking up 155, and Saar of Wolves, surprisingly, with 146. The top three point scorers from last season are top three priced in the market, with Saar available at 5 million. If you're looking at the percentage of people that picked the goalkeepers in this year's competition, Chelsea's Mendy is the top choice with 21.4%. He's available at 5 million. Then you have Alisson second. He's at 5.5, as we mentioned. He's got 19.7% of people picking him. 5.5 for Edison with 16.2% of people picking him. And Ward of Leicester has been picked by 14.4%, even though he will be a sub-goalkeeper behind Kasper Schmeichel. Then you have Aaron Ramsdale at 5 million. He's been picked by 13.2%. Sanchez for 4.5 million by 12.9. And 10% of people have gone for Gazaniga, who could be the first choice keeper for Fulham. And he's available for just 4 million. I think when you pick a goalkeeper, for me, it's not a massively important position. When you pick this goalkeeper, all you really want is a goalkeeper that plays. If you go, for example, for the likes of an Allison, yes, he can get you close to 200 points. Last season, he got 176. But then if you go lower down and you get a goalkeeper, let's say someone like Sanchez from Brighton, he got you 126 points last season. He was only 50 shy of Allison. And for the extra 1 million, I don't think that's a significant difference because when you look at the differences between midfielders and defenders, they can be two or 300 points apart. So with the goalkeepers, it doesn't really matter when you're looking at a differential of 50 or 60 points maximum when you look at the gap between defenders, midfielders and attackers here in this game. So I would just go for a goalkeeper that plays. That would be my strategy in that department. Up next, we move on to the defenders. 
and we can see that Trent Alexander-Arnold is the top defender and for good reason he clocked up 208 points last season now if you go further down and you look for solid players for around about 5 million from last season you can see they're around about 100 points shy of Trent so that's why someone like Trent and Cancelo who got 201 points are significant selections and why they're priced up at this much because they can get you a lot more points as defenders with their clean sheets combined with the assist that they get as well but have the players gone for them have they been selected by the players here this season yes they have with Trent Alexander-Arnold featuring in 58.4% of teams and Cancelo featuring in 45.2. Reese James is behind them. Reese James was injured for a lot of last season and um, he probably would have got a lot higher than he did. That's why he's available for 6 million with 39.4% of people going for him. Perisic then comes in next. He's available at 5.5 with 29.1% of people thinking he's a good choice and he could be if he does become the starting left wing back at Tottenham. That 5.5 could look like a bargain. After that, we have Nico Williams who's moved to Nottingham Forest. He's a player who will definitely Definitely play. So he's a four million pound defender that people think provides value because he is going to get game time. He's been picked by twenty eight point one percent. After that, you have solid fullbacks here for five million. When you're looking at the likes of Matty Cash, by twenty percent, twenty point five percent of people, he's at five million. Trippier by seventeen point six percent of people, and Shinchenko, who's moved to Arsenal, he's been picked by thirteen point seven percent of people. They're all available at five million, and then we get a couple of big hitters from Liverpool: Van Dijk at six point five, Robertson at seven. They've been picked by thirteen point seven percent and twelve point one percent respectively. Before we get to Diaz, he's at six million and he's been picked by eleven point six percent. Then we get finally another value pick: Would Vestergaard expected to start? At centre-back for Leicester, he's available for just £4 million and 10.2% have gone for him. The tactic here seems to be to take those two full-backs because they are going to get you around about 200 points again with their assists and clean sheets and then pad your team out with a couple of value defenders, possibly Nico Williams of Nottingham Forest, accompanied by Vestergaard of Leicester. You may have the budget to get in one more. So perhaps you could get a Reese James or a Van Dyke or a Robertson in, or you may be looking for someone in the middle ground area. So that's where you may end up taking a Matty Cash Trippier or a Zinchenko. So I think it's very, very difficult to leave Trent and Cancelo out of your team. You're probably definitely going to want one of them because if you don't, you could be losing out on as much as 200 points, which would have been the case for last season. And that's the reason why you're paying a premium on those two players. Looking at the midfielders last season, the top point scorers were Mo Salah and Son, which makes sense because they were the top scorers in the league. I'm surprised that they continue to be put out as midfielders because they are clearly wingers, so they should be attackers. So while they remain here, they should be two 
top picks and they are Salah's available at 13 million he got 265 points last season and Son is available at 12 million he got 258 points last season with Bowen then behind him he got 206 for just 8.5 if he repeats that season he's value at 8.5 because he finished ahead of Kevin De Bruyne who got 196 points but he's still priced up at 12 million I think Kevin De Bruyne is slightly overpriced given that he doesn't score that many goals for that price so you are looking for him to make a lot of assists to pay you that back as I said Salah and Son top the market but it is significantly different with Salah getting 60 he's getting in 60.3% of teams and Son just getting in 25.3 behind them is Andreas Pereira of Manchester United now he could be the value pick he's available 4.5 million and 25.3 Two percent of players have gone for them. Have gone for him in their team. Behind him is Luis Diaz. He's available at eight million, and he's been taken on by twenty-two point six percent of teams. Could he be the perfect replacement for Sadio Mane? If he does what Mane does, and he does fill his boots, he's an absolute bargain here for eight million. I think more so than Arsenal. Saka is available for eight. Martinelli could be a bargain here. He's available at six if he plays. Nineteen point three percent of people have gone for him. After that, we have Neto at 5.5. He's been taken by 18.9%. Philip Coutinho for 7 million. He's been taken by 17.7%. And then you have Kevin De Bruyne, who's priced up at 12 million, with only 15.3% of people going for him. As I mentioned earlier, I do think he is slightly too expensive given what he does. I would much rather go for the top two if I'm going to spend that money with Salah and Son because they are consistent goal scorers in the Premier League. And in my opinion, they should have been moved to attackers many years ago. But whilst we still have them here as midfielders, we're still going to cash in on the fact that they are often in the top three in the pitch. That means they get man of the match awards. They often create assists and they score goals and you get more points for their goals when they score them. They get more points for their goals as midfielders than they do as attackers. So... I think it's almost imperative to have at least one of these two players, if not both. I think Luis Diaz, if he can be just half the player, Sadio Mane represents a bargain. And then it's just down to opinion. Do you want to get more premium midfielders? Do you want to maybe take a risk on a player who's just come up from a newly promoted team? Someone that can be a key player who finds his feet in the Premier League. Perhaps a Jesse Lingard. Perhaps Jesse Lingard can be the same player for Nottingham Forest that he was for West Ham. So it's really a case of opinion when it comes to the rest of the midfield. But for me personally, much like when you're looking at the likes of Trent Alexander and Cancelo, you have to have one of Son or Salah or maybe even both players in your team if you can afford it finally moving on to the attackers now this is an interesting one because the top point scorers from last time out don't really feature in the top selections Harry Kane was a top point scorer despite the fact having a very slow start to the season he delivered 192 points he's available for 11.5 million behind him you have Diego Jota he got 175 points he's available for 9 million Cristiano Ronaldo is priced up at 10.5 million with 159 points last season despite the fact he wants to leave Man United and it doesn't look like he'll start the season in the first 11 and then you have Mikel Antonio at 7.5 million he got 140 points just one point more than 
Uh, Ivan Tony, who was last year's bargain, he's now seven million with 139 points last season. And uh, I'll just mention Jamie Vardy because he's often picked in these teams. He's a key player for Leicester still if he can remain fit. He's available at 9.5 with only 133 points delivered last season. Now, they're the players that did the best. When you're looking at the percentage of picks, none of them really feature. Harry Kane is the third most picked. He's 11.5 million, as I mentioned, but only 26.6% of people have gone for him, with him being behind Haaland, who's second. He's 11.5 million, with 46.2% of people going for him. But the top pick is Gabriel Jesus. He's been taken by a whopping 73.7% of players who think that he is going to be the answer for Arsenal as the number nine. And he's available for just 8 million. He is the most selected player in the game. He's more selected than Mo Salah, who's in second place with Salah being selected by 60.3% of players, as I mentioned earlier. So, is Gabriel Jesus a must-pick? Is that justified? I'm not too sure. I think if you're going to go for a, a Erling Haaland, for example, then I don't think you need too many attackers. Attackers are a little bit overrated in this game because they don't get as many points for goals as defenders and midfielders. They don't really create too many assists. So you're really looking for an attacker that's going to score you 20 goals this season. I think that's going to be the main aim. Once you've done that, I think I would focus more on padding your team out with decent midfielders and and defenders because defenders can get you points for clean sheets and assists and goals and midfielders are going to get you more assists and they get more points when they score goals. They're also more likely to be in man of the match situations because they're more involved in the game. So when you're looking at a striker, I would really just usually go for one top striker and then have other strikers as your substitutes because strikers are very, very expensive. So if you are going to go for a premium one, there probably isn't room to have another. You could go down the route of having two strikers that you think would do well. So, for example, if you think Haaland's going to be a a 20-25 goal striker, but you do think Gabriel Jesus is going to chip in with somewhere between 20 and 15 and you think there's another player like that on the list, perhaps you're looking at Darwin. Darwin Nunes from Liverpool. Perhaps you're looking at an Anthony Martial being a replacement for Cristiano Ronaldo if Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo goes. Perhaps um, you could go with Ivan Tony again. Could Ivan Tony pick up where he left off last season and deliver another decent haul for just seven million? There are loads of players like that. There's Danny Ings of Aston Villa. There's um, Antonio again from West Ham. He's available at 7.5. I know West Ham are looking for another striker, so Antonio doesn't have to play as many games as he played last season. You could go for Callum Wilson at Newcastle. You know they're going to score more goals. You know they're going to be more consistent. You could go for Calvert-Lewin at Everton, although he starts the season injured. And for me... That wouldn't be my selection. I don't really think that Calvert-Lewin's career is going in the right direction. Patrick Bamford returns for Leeds. He had a very, very injury-hit season last season. Perhaps he could be better this season. So there is loads of options. There's loads of ways you can go. As I said, you can go for the top striker and perhaps then pad it out with some striker substitutes. Or you could balance out your attack with two players you do think will get to that 15-goal mark. So, for example, as I said, a Gabriel Jesus and one other from the list that I just mentioned. 
So that would be how I tackle the Fantasy Premier League season this season. If you want to be a part of the SGPN League, you will have the opportunity to win $500. You just need to join the SGPN Mini League. If you can't find it like that, we do have a code. The code to join the league is a lowercase h, double seven r, a lowercase r, seven, and then a lowercase m. So all the letters are lowercase. It's H77R7M. If you want to be a part of the SGPN Mini League with your chance to win $500 again this season. So that's it for me and your Fantasy Premier League preview. I'll be back with two future shows before the start of the season and your preview of EPL Match Day 1. All of those shows will be coming in the next 48 hours. But until then, good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.